1: Welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co host, Daryl Amy, here with Larry Levine, baseball fan. Baseball season is on. The Dodgers have thrown out their first pitch. When I see Larry, just for everyone on the podcast, I've got Larry on video. You see Larry's face, and there's like a shrine to the
0: Dodgers. So I know you're happy that baseball season is upon us. No, okay. I'm I'm happy baseball season's upon us. I'm just glad it's 162 games, Daryl, because the first seven games have been pure crap at two. You got to understand for our listeners, I live in Los Angeles. So we're just, we're like New York sports writers. We're just, we just beat up when they don't do well. So at two and five, we're just calling for Dave Roberts head right now because they're They're playing, they're playing like crap.
1: You're like that sales rep that reached out to 10 people and said, no, one's buying anything. I give up. Come on, man. Get some patience going. This is, it's a whole season here.
0: Well, I, I know. I guess it's like the salesperson who says prospecting doesn't work, but yet they don't do it anyway. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. We're glad you're here. For those
1: of you who are new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, you have joined a growing community of people that are genuine sales professionals that are authentic, dedicated to doing the heart hard work. We call it selling from the heart. And we have a phenomenal guest today. I'm so excited. About our conversation and Larry, why don't you uh, why don't you set this up and we'll dive in
0: because I want to get get to this because it's going to be fantastic. I already know it is, but I just have to preface this because you know, I'd say every single one of our guests, in fact, all of our guests that have been on the Selling from the Heart podcast have come through social. So, guys, social does work if you use it the correct way. And besides our our special guest, his favorite color happens to be my favorite color, so. <laughs> Orange, for those who don't know, is my favorite color. So without further ado, I met Phil Gerbischak. Actually, we were just trying to figure out when, but it had to have been through commenting on somebody's blog post or something like that. And then all of a sudden, it was just mutual. We just reached out. And, and over the last little bit, I've just gotten to know Phil. And he's just a really great guy. Um, I always like to say I like speaking from the heart. I know he does. But we're just genuine, authentic. And we throw it out there as we see it in our mind. So without further ado, welcome Phil to the Selling from the Heart podcast.
2: Awesome. So great to be here, guys. This is uh, going to be awesome. I definitely believe in everything from the heart. So it'll be great to talk about this today.
1: Well, that's good. We're glad you're here. And as, as you know, and as all our listeners know, all of the guests that come on the show, you don't get past the beginning question, <laughs> which is uh, really core. And I think this one's going to be super easy for you to answer is what does it mean to you to sell from the heart?
2: Yeah, well, selling from the heart, you know, it it starts with that heart, right? What's in your heart? And you have to have the heart of a servant, I believe, to sell. Selling is serving and serving is selling. So the more you can focus on your heart and really on connecting with your prospects and your customers and your peers and even your competition's heart, you have a lot better chance of selling. And that, to me, means really understanding what their motivations are what do they care about what's important to them and often you know it goes beyond work that's the interesting thing right with the information overload that we have we have to focus on the things that are unequal not the things that are the same we have way too much information if we can sell from the heart we can connect with that person on a human to human on a heart to heart level we have a lot better chance of making that sale making that connection ultimately earning a referral, even if we don't get the sale. Right. That's what Absolutely. selling part is for
1: me. Well, I think that's such a good point, focusing on the things that are unequal. And um, for those of you who heard back from last week, we talked about differentiating uh, yourself with insight, but there's other ways to differentiate yourself. And one of the things that really captured my attention, um, as you know, uh, we're all fans of Deb Calvert here on the podcast stop selling, start leading. And, uh, for those of you who have just picked up that book, when you get to chapter 12 of that book, you're going to meet Phil right there in Deb's book, um, in the chapter about celebrating the values and the victories. And, and when it comes to looking at the things that are unequal, there is an area where, where we really have the opportunity to, to stand out. Um, when it comes to actual celebration and, and I'm curious what that looks like for you inside um, sales, whether it's in a sales leadership position um, or at all, all sales are leaders anyways, as a sales rep itself, what does it look like to, to, to celebrate the values? And then we'll talk about the victories.
2: Sure. So to celebrate values, first, you have to define those values, Daryl. It's really important you understand what do you value? Now, for me, the organizations that I work with, the organizations that I'm fortunate enough to consult with and to train, we try to focus on the people first Mm -hmm. or the people on the team, defining what their values are, and then aligning those with the organization's values. Really, really important. So to celebrate those We know that we don't necessarily celebrate the actual value, but we celebrate the behaviors that lead to the outcomes that generate the value that our customers, that our teammates have. Because a lot of times, right, we're not going to see immediate results. We talked about there, you know, Larry with the whole, you know, two and seven and, oh, my gosh, the Dodgers season's over. Stop it. Hey, Phil, you got to stop it. Oh, crap. All right. I'll stop. <laughs> on the Dodgers, right. But really, that's often what we do. We think, oh, well, hey, I told Daryl, he did a great job once six years ago, and that's all I need. can he, Can't he right. just keep working? Come on, dude. And yes, the answer, of course not. Right. The answer is, of course not. In fact, you know, statistically, and I'm not a science guy or a, a stats guy, but statistically, I read something like, you know, for every one negative comment, we need yeah. seven to 12 positive ones. So we have to celebrate more and more, and each person, as they do the right behaviors, and seriously, because nobody wants to screw up. I mean, none of your sales reps don't want to make quota, or Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have hired them, right? So none of them want to screw up a sale. They don't want to tick off a customer. So celebrate them when they do well, because they're going to pummel the crap out of themselves anyway when they screw stuff up. So when you talk about your heart, right. And we talk about how that celebration connects to values. It's about behaviors, man. Cause behaviors lead to actions. Actions lead to outcomes and outcomes lead to referrals and profits. Yep. Ultimately we don't start at that beginning, right. With some of those actions, some of those mindsets, it's going to be really tough to ever make any money.
0: Well, you know, you, you bring, you made up a really good point, Phil. And, you know, I gotta, I gotta go back to certain points in my career, um, where, you know, I was, I was in the same, I was in the same company for almost 20 years. And um, just through my hard work, my dedication and so forth, I was consistently sitting at the top, you know, the sales totem pole and, you know, to celebrate the wins that what you just said, just means something to me because quite often, I think a lot of times, and, and maybe it, I don't know where it occurs, but a lot of times sales leaders start taking for granted that those top salespeople are always going to be consistently performing. So they just say, you know, I expect Phil's always going to be at or above quota. I expect Daryl's always going to be above or at quota. And they really never celebrate it. And that kind of happened to me. And before you know it, you go, okay, well, you know, you're just sliding through kind of life. And then what happens is along comes somebody else into the organization that you might have to report to. And right. then they beat you up over the head for everything that you're doing wrong. And I go, listen, you know, I, I've been here for 15 years and I've been producing and I've been overachieving. Where's all the love? There is no love.
2: Yeah, that's so true, man. I that's I gonna. see that, right? Sales leaders, they need to own the celebration process as much as they can. Because to your point, Larry, the best performers just because they're the best and they've always been the best doesn't mean that they're always even the most secure performers. They Uh need their ego stroke too. So spend a little time, you know, invest in them, understand then that your next group, your goal is to get that next 60% up to where the 20% is and try to bring them along. And then your bottom 20% seriously, don't spend so much time invested in why they suck, figure it out, encourage them to get better. And if they don't, I'm hate to say it folks, but you got to let them go you got to cut your losses because, you know, if you're feeding the bottom as much as you're feeding the top and you're getting 10% growth from each person, Larry, that's producing hundred is going to give me 110, but maybe Sally down here or Johnny or whoever's at the bottom is only producing 20. Well, 10% is only two more. You're still a huge chasm away. So don't worry so much about those bottom turkeys that sometimes you can't coach up if they're not taking it, if they're not doing it, got to cut them loose, right? So celebrate the winners, celebrate the next level. Not everybody's going to be a superstar. You still need the steady Eddie, but don't forget, you got to celebrate those stars and don't take it for granted because they will, they'll fizzle out or they'll go somewhere where somebody loves them more because all things being equal, right? Great salespeople can sell anything, anything. So make sure, you know, you give them love because it's not about
0: money a lot of times, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, it, that's strong. It, it, it goes, it goes back to that, that age old thing that I live by, you know, they're your customer until somebody comes along and provides a better experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buddy. Hey, it's, it's the same thing with salespeople. Right. And they and they're yeah. managers. They're your sales reps until somebody possibly comes along and provides that better setting with a better experience. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So we're talking
1: about right now the sales leadership side, the management side, in terms of celebrating, knowing the values of the company, knowing the values, and and celebrating the behaviors that, that evidence those values. Very important. I'm curious, though, as we think about this from the perspective of being sales professionals ourselves, how can we how can we do this? Now, one thing's for sure: on the Selling from the Heart podcast, we're always challenging um, our our crew to understand their values to to get quiet, get real, get get, alone, and figure out what's important to you. Because those values are going to be the things that drive you. They're going to be the things that differentiate you. Um, And so I think uh, one of the things that I think we could first explore is, as a sales professional, how do I take my values once I understand those and translate those into behaviors? Which is very interesting, right? Because a company has its values and, and all of that. But me as a sales rep, you know, I, the, the things that are unequal, if I can bring my values to the marketplace, um, I'm going to differentiate, I'm going to be unique and, and noticeable, but how does a sales rep take under take their values and translate those to behaviors? What are some practical examples that you've seen?
2: Well, I I think first let's talk internally and let's talk with our customers. uh, Because both of them are important. So first, again, define those values and then think about, okay, so what's a behavior that mm-hmm. helps me demonstrate that. So if family is a big value to you. Yeah. Okay. Then when you do something that maybe you don't want to do, you have to connect that back to how does that serve my family? Right. And right. think about that. Right. And think about then family, as it relates also to the team, if teamwork is your value, if you say that I love to be on a team, well then if, you know, if Daryl beats me out for the sale, I've got to celebrate Daryl's success just as much as mine. I'm going to give Daryl a big high five. Dude, that's great, man. I'm so happy for you that you met quota, even if I didn't. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's huge. That's That's
2: not to say, you know, that's not to say that I'm not frustrated with myself because of Mm -hmm. course I can only control my behavior, but what's happening is we're seeing a lot of cutthroatness, right? We're seeing that people are not collaborative. So again, what I'll say one of my values is collaboration. So anytime I can get someone internally that will collaborate with me, I'm going to celebrate that. So I might send them a gift card. Mm -hmm. I might send their boss an email and copy them in and let them know how much I appreciate and value the work that they do. Because I also want to demonstrate that that behavior is one of my behaviors too, right? Mm -hmm. So collaboration being one of those, the big one for me. Uh, the other thing is persistence. Mm. Right. So we have to, if that's one of my values, then when I'm persistent, I have to kind of, you know, let my boss know, Hey, you know what? I did pick up the phone and call them eight times. And I tried these six different ways of outreach, not to say that because I didn't close that that counts towards quota, but to show my boss the behaviors that I exhibit, Okay. So those are, That's those are awesome. some kind of internal things, right? Yeah. And then if I think about external, Darrell, to that question, I need to celebrate the little things that my customers do that get us closer to living up those values with them in alignment with them. So if you check out Deb's book, we talk about this one customer that was a champion for us. She was collaborative She was someone that really worked with us and helped remove obstacles. So I celebrated that. I flew in to see her. I bought her lunch. I wrote her a thank you note. I sent an email to her boss explaining how thankful we were on this. And then I made sure that my team also recognized that. So as you're seeing those little things, that's collaborative. That's kind of those values. And then let's not forget Now on social media, we can see how to celebrate. So if they have an anniversary at work, we don't just take the time to just hit (laughs) the big congrats and be a loser. We call her up and say, hey, Sally, congratulations. I see you made it now seven years at that company. Holy cow. I bet a lot has changed since then. And no sales agenda. Right. clear. No selling agenda. If it's their birthday, Send them a birthday card. If you're in town, take them out to lunch for their birthday or find out what their favorite restaurant is. Call their boss and make sure that they can get an extended lunch and then buy them a nice lunch, right? You don't even have to be there. Just do that and you're going to celebrate a whole lot more. And one other thing you can do is you can share in the company. If you're trying to get the company's attention, share job postings with your network, Share little job postings of how be a recruiter for them. If you see right. somebody has posted a job, they need help. So right. help them. Make it really easy. Right? Hey, my friend Daryl is looking for the perfect audio technician. Right? Well, I don't know any audio technicians, but right. never
0: Not know like somebody might yeah. pick that up. You know? Oh my gosh! You know Phil's bringing up some. I mean, all these points hit home with me, and it, and it just reminds me. And I always stress to the sales world out there is, you know, we got to start having conversations and we have to start building relationships with our clients and even our prospects that sometimes don't involve selling something to them. Right. And and that's what, and that's where I think, you know, I got out of what Phil just said. It, they're not all selling moments, though they may indirectly get you to, or lead you to that sale. You got to start thinking about what can I personally do? to build that value. What can I personally do to yeah. build credible relationships with these people? And then once they become a client, I got to still sprinkle and nurture and, and still romance these people. Or otherwise I'm just like every other salesperson who's in it just for the sale. Yeah. I love this though, because yeah, I mean, this is this is right up my
1: alley, dude. This is so strong because you, you attract that, which you give energy to. Right. And, and so I was just sitting, I was literally talking with, Um, a client on the the marketing side uh, of what I do yesterday about ideal client, what you do in marketing and what does that ideal client look like and and all of this. And um, I have these conversations all the time, but um, how many of us actually celebrate that ideal client. We complain about the clients that are real, that aren't the ideal client because we all have those probably some that need to be fired, but that ideal client, how much energy do we give to celebrating them? And I think that right there, I mean, that is, that's golden right there, Phil. Thank you. And, and, and that, you know, I'm, I'm looking, i mean, i my mind's really spinning now because I'm looking at my, you know, personal daily action plan and I've got my values, personal values on there. And thinking about you know, okay, I write down my values every day, but what can I do? Um, you know, what can I do? So uh, that's that's fantastic in terms of uh, of what can I do to to exhibit behaviors that that evidence those values. Absolutely love it. Absolutely yeah, I love it.
2: Daryl, I would also encourage you, man, while you write down your values, write down five or 10 things on there that then are behaviors then that support those values. Yes. So when you're struggling for stuff, you've got some ideas right in front of you, man.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. I love it. 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 That's that's fantastic. So think about um, as, as salespeople, as sales pros, how can we go out there and how can we celebrate the clients that are evidencing, um, the values that, that we're looking, that, that we have, how can we celebrate our own values as well and make that, you know, an active part of, of all of that. You mentioned, um, I I just want to go back to this. You know, you mentioned if my value is family, I, as a sales professional, am going to look for ways to connect, um, my actions back to that core value of family. So what, what could that look like? What does that look like for you?
2: Well, so part of that is I always like to get a picture of my team and I like to keep that near my monitor. Now, right now as a solopreneur, I'm fortunate that my family lives in my home office. Right. So I get to <laughs> go see them. That's pretty fortunate. But in the right. past, you know, I'd take a picture of the team. I'd clip it on my, on my laptop. Yeah. I'd save it on my phone. And when I was thinking about it, you know, they're my family too. So right. when I was thinking about, you know, deciding, man, I don't, I don't really want to prospect today. Yeah, right. I'm looking over here and I'm thinking, wow, that, you know, if I don't prospect today, you know, Joanna's not going to get her bonuses this quarter. Wow. Right? If I, if I yes. don't prospect this morning, you know, the over here, right. Jay's not going to get his bonus this quarter. Yeah. It's not really a choice anymore, man. Cause I don't ever want to take family or, uh, my, food out of the mouths of my family. Right. I don't want to do that. So that motivates me, you know, that gets me excited. If I think about, you know, other things that I can do, I think about, you know, sometimes you get that person. that's just a pain in the butt. Right. I've got, you know, family like that too. It doesn't mean I don't love them. Right. It just means, you know, sometimes I have to give them even a little bit more grace than I normally would because they're family, you know, and yeah, that, that means sometimes I got to suck it up. Right. Sometimes. Right. I got to subsume my ego in order for the greater good of the family. And yeah. Is that always easy? No, I struggle with that still all the time. Right. Even with my actual family. Yeah. If I can remember that and at least put them into my mind, even if they're not always in the front of mine, if they're there and I pause just a beat, right. A heartbeat. Now I can make a better decision.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that's powerful because I, I mean, just simply, I always say, you just got to give a rip, right? You got to give a rip about your career, your family and what you do. But I'm starting to think when you started thinking about prospecting and values and things like that, what started triggering them in my mind is, you know, when I'm out there as a sales guy or a saleswoman, and I'm out prospecting for new business and I'm prospecting for that ideal client. Can you imagine if that sales rep Phil knew their values and what was important to them and they align those with those companies that they were out there trying to prospect into instead of just prospecting for business and la de da, I'm going to go out. I got, I got a prospect. I got to turn over a rock. Right. And they get involved in deals they really shouldn't have. And they're nasty deals. Can you imagine how much more healthy some of these deals would be if they can align their personal values with their clients values or their prospects values?
2: You got to care, man. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? To do that, to get to that point, because it would be explosive to get there, right? You have to care enough to ask the question. Hey, so Larry, what's important to you, man? Right. Not just what keeps you up at night so I can sell you another piece of crap. Right. But really, man, what is special about you that you care about more than anything else? And if you, you know, and part of the clue might be, hey, I'm looking around your office, Larry, and I see a bunch of Dodgers blue. And it's not just that you love the Dodgers. It might be that your dad was a Dodgers fan and he introduced you to the game. So by paying attention and asking questions, explosion, explosions happen, right? Things blow up, man. Right, right. Yeah. So it would be crazy good. The question is, will we slow down long enough? And really yeah. listen to our heart and run away from those crappy deals.
0: Yeah, it reminds me when Deb was on our podcast. You know, she's her big thing is bringing that human element back to sales. Yeah. yeah, I remember one of the statements that Deb Calvert said is, "You have to have your client's best interest at heart. You have to have your prospects' best interest at heart, and watch what starts happening." And yeah, you know, some of this is mushy, gushy, touchy-feely, and that's okay but you got to get past all that stuff because if you don't, you're going to be clumped in that sea of sales sameness and you're just going to spin into nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well,
1: I think this goes through to your, you know, your personal brand as well as a sales rep, right? I mean, our, when, when you think about for, you know, we all have, obviously we all have our own, uh, LinkedIn pages. It's, uh, the sales reps website. Um, uh, does that, does your LinkedIn profile just have a bunch of, uh, corporate jargon on it? uh, or, or are you, you know, are you sharing your values, um, in, in all of that? Does that come through when you write, uh, updates or blog posts on, on LinkedIn? Does that become, you know, part of, part of your, I hate to use the word brand because in one way that sounds so shallow and and manipulative, but, but it, you know, you're going to communicate that face to face. Are we communicating those values in terms of what we throw out there on online,
2: yeah, you make a great point, Daryl. I, I don't. I think your brand really is your values that your customers say you have, right? So brand is not shallow right, if we define right. it that way, and we yeah, don't, yeah. Sometimes we don't think about brand as, hey, Phil's got orange glasses. Those certainly right. parts of the brand, right? The real thing behind the orange glasses is the energy right? The real thing behind the orange glasses is my heart, right? Yeah. And I'm always trying to add value. So if we think about the brand as the values, and now we question that is everything you post value first. That's the big question we have to ask ourselves. Do we add value first, or do we turn up the volume first?
0: <laughs> right? Oh, wow. value,
2: yeah. Then volume, Always. And, always, and always, always.
0: And that's a, and that's a, and Phil, that's a huge mindset shift because most people won't think that va- most sales reps won't think value first because it's all about them, right? It's the me syndrome. It's the volume, man. That's, that's, that's
1: powerful, man. That's so good. That's so good. And I think, you know, the challenge and, and as we, uh, as we wrap this up, Phil, by the way, what a, what a great conversation. Thank you so much, um, for, for sharing time with us. And, uh, I think everyone on the podcast, you're going to get to know, um, Phil, we'll share, uh, your website link in the show notes and and you want to connect with Phil. You want to get to know this guy. He's yeah, as you can tell, fantastic. Um, the challenge for all of us as we wrap this up today, and, and, and we don't want to leave um, any, anything like this without taking some positive action. Um, if you haven't connected with your values, do it. Connect with your values. Spend some time. Ask yourself that question. What's really important to me? Write those down. You know, if, if you need to, uh, if you haven't done this, or even if you haven't done this in a while, it's probably a good idea to block off a couple hours on a Saturday morning. You know, Go to that quiet place, go out in the woods, get a latte, whatever you need to do, and, and connect with uh, with the values. And, and then let's begin to ask ourselves how we can take those values out and celebrate them um, face-to-face with our clients. How can we celebrate um, and communicate those online, and even in in our our face-to-face interactions. Uh, So much good stuff here, Phil. Thank you so much. Any final words of
2: wisdom as we sign off? Well, I would just say, you know, lead with your heart, which is really your values. If you don't know what those are, go back and reconnect with those values, figure it out, and then always lead with value. Don't worry about being the loudest person or the best branded. Just lead with your heart and you'll sell more.
1: Well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. As always, be genuine, be honest, do the hard work, connect with your values, and most of all, sell from the heart.
0: Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.